0: Just a disclaimer on this show, we experienced some microphone issues intermittently during the first 20 minutes. The final nine minutes of the show is normal. Sorry for any inconvenience. Thank you. Hello and welcome to our next episode of Sports and Songs with your hosts, Dan and Andy. Uh, I'm Dan. Andy, how are you doing today? Very good. Good Sunday morning here. we got lots to cover. We've got some good sports. We've got some interesting music notes and tidbits. And uh, the focus of the show today is going to be the Road to Prep Bowl 38, a preview of each of the seven classes. Of Minnesota State High School Varsity Football, the championships are coming up this Friday and Saturday. Uh, I know you look forward uh, to this. You excited for the uh, tournament? Yeah, I've, I've uh, done that myself too. They they go. Uh, they used to do it all in one day, start very early and it went real late. They went in the order of the classes, the smallest to the largest and they just kept rolling all day long and that was in the Metrodome. Now they play it in the US Bank Stadium over at two-day event, so there's some cushion time in between the games to get people in and out and not to make it such a rush. And because there's seven and because there's seven classes, so uh No, it's a a lot, but it is a fun time. So we'll go through the preview of the games in the same order. We'll go smallest to biggest, starting off with the Class 9 man and going up all the way to the Class 6A uh, finals, which are, uh, once again, this Friday and this Saturday, all day long at the U.S. Bank Stadium in, in, in Minneapolis. All right. Here we go. Class nine man, we've got Hancock against Mountain Iron. Uh, sorry, Mountain Lake area. Both teams are thirteen and zero. That game is at ten a.m. And this is always fun because the nine man has a smaller field. Uh, the field's not as wide, and usually results in um, some higher scoring, fun games. Almost like an arena football matchup. No, it's uh, it's 80 it's it's shorter and not as wide yep it's little little smaller play with uh, instead of 11 players on a side it's only nine and what they do is get rid of the uh, the tackles on both sides a left tackle on the right tackle and just go with center two guards and um, you know, tight ends receivers running backs the whole rest but just uh, not as big so that game will be good what have uh, what have you got for uh? uh let's see not a not a prediction per se but uh how they get there what do hope you know? Yeah, and Mountain Mountain Lake is the Wolverines, and they used to be called Mountain Lake Butterfield Odin, and um, they were the, actually the class nine-man uh, nine runner-up last year. So they are making a return trip to the championship game and hoping to win it this year. They beat Winnie Mac. What is that, a combination of schools for Winnie Mac? Yeah, and uh, I'm glad the Gophers are able to rebound after that tough loss in Iowa City. Uh, I know that Northwestern was playing without their starting quarterback due to injury, and also their starting running back and their backup uh, there in Northwestern is a true freshman from Minnesota. Maple Grove graduate named Evan Hall is getting uh, some good playing time. He had four touchdowns uh, a week ago. For Northwestern Wildcats playing in the Big Ten as a uh, starting running back, uh, as a true freshman, which is very rare. Oh, Will, and this is ESPN. Oh really? Because they've never had it. They've been trying to get it on some of these bigger games. Uh, for instance, Penn State. But this would be the. Oh yeah, it was the Alabama LSU that same day, and so I think they had the Big Ten, Big Ten Network, you know, Game Day pregame footage there, which really isn't as good as the Lee Corso, uh, you know, ESPN Game Day uh, host. That is the uh yeah the Taj Mahal of pregame shows everyone wants to everyone wants to get that so that will be at the bank this coming Saturday wow well that will be good because if the listeners aren't aware the Big Ten has the West and the East divisions and the winners of those divisions uh, play each other in the Big Ten championship game that's held in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium and so the Gophers have a one-game lead over Wisconsin, and those two go head-to-head Saturday. If the Gophers win, they'll be attending that uh, game uh, against, uh, I'm guessing, Ohio State in the Big Ten final. And if they lose, Wisconsin will have the same record and will beat them on the tiebreaker, and which will thus send Wisconsin to that title game. Now, we've also heard we've also heard speculation that Ohio State, as good as they are, uh, will be into that college football playoff series, which will make them ineligible to play at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena this year, which uh, what I've read is the official invite for the Rose Bowl from the Big Ten is the highest-ranking available team. And so if Ohio State's playing in that playoff series, it would be the next team invited to the Rose Bowl, which could be the Gophers. Uh, what's your take on that? correct oh correct so we could be find ourselves uh, yeah we're going to be Andy you're going to be in a very good bowl game regardless if it's the Rose Bowl or not because uh, the bowls being mentioned now are the Orange Bowl the Citrus Bowl the uh, Rose Bowl uh, Gophers the program are going to be sitting in a on a New Year's Day uh, bowl game regardless I think uh, anyway which is huge for both recruiting and uh, the momentum uh, for the program, and really makes PJ Fleck look good here after coming here uh, two, two years ago and, and uh, really, really changing things up. It's brought the momentum back, the fan base. Uh, it's exciting again. I find myself looking at the Gopher schedule each week to see where they're where they're at and if I can watch the game on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. It's fun. It makes it it makes it fun. Um, anything else for college uh, college sports? I know the basketball season is starting up here. There's a, a lot of these tournaments are getting underway and non conference games. Correct. Now, how about pro pro football? NFL. The bikes are off today. But their upcoming schedule, I think, is uh, is awesome. They've got five games, remaining three of which are on national television night games. And uh, the next one is against the Seattle Seahawks, which is always tough out in Seattle. And then they play the you know the Packers are in the mix there. the the LA Chargers are in the mix. We play the Bears and Detroit uh, Lions, I believe so. With an eight and three record coming out of the bye, that's it's pretty favorable position to be in. Now, how about the – there's been some other uh, incidences, uh, I, I would like to say, in the NFL. it's always There's always some good comedy. Now, this last week, there wasn't necessarily comedy, <clears throat> but, of course, it made for an interesting show with the old uh, fight brawl that took place in that Steelers-Browns game in Diff- I think they've already got the uh one of the future Super Bowls pegged to be at that location, do they not? Okay. Anything else for for Pro for Pro Sports? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Uh Del uh is that Delman Young? Delman Young, okay.
1: Like um, I said, the stadium's
0: yep. down there. Yep, here we go. And, and and how many teams, Andy, are in that league?
1: They have eight teams in the league. It used to be known as the Australian Baseball League, is what's now. It used to be uh Australian Baseball League back in 89 through 99, and the league folded and they started up again. Major League Baseball does have some tie ins with it to help out, but they are kind of their own independent thing. They got a uh, Eight teams, seven play in Australia, one in New Zealand. So they are right there along the coast. Um, so they've got good weather this time of year for their games, and you know, our winter, their summer. So
0: Yeah, and those, and those uh, facilities, like you said, were very interesting as uh, as the size of those uh, for attendance. They range from kind of large to very, very small. And so you get a very intimate uh, matchup there being uh, at the game in an intimate setting with only 800 people at that one stadium. Right. And and so there's 16 teams, and they play, like you said... Uh, eight teams. Eight teams. Oh, there's only eight teams. Oh, eight yes. teams, and
1: they play just Friday, Saturday, <coughs> Sunday. Mm. So travel-wise, everybody's healthy. um it's, it's kind of a minor league feel, so it's fun to watch. I watch them on YouTube a lot. Yeah. So you watch the replays of the games on there. It's kind of like watching uh, the, the small college teams play, too, with just a couple different cameras one microphone so it makes it fun
0: oh yeah I'll have to do that I've never uh, watched one of those games and I have to uh, sounds very interesting nonetheless alright anything else for sports Andy
1: I uh, know that that kind of wraps it up for me
0: well let's move on to the uh, to the ever popular musical section of the songs section of the program yes go ahead uh, you've got anything on this day in music uh, relevant birthdays yeah. things like that yeah um,
1: Mandel, uh, not to be confused, the football player, he was the one who wrote the original theme for the TV show MASH. He was born on this weekend back in 1925. Back in 1972, Chris Adler was born drummer. Um, he built some different rock bands in the past. Uh, I believe he was a Megadeth for a while, some other bands, uh, very good drummer to follow his career. And on this weekend in 1975, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody was released. It started a nine-week run as number one in the UK charts.
0: So, Oh, wow. nine a weeks? Song, that went, <coughs> song went six minutes long. Everybody kept on, oh,
1: that they won't do it. That's no good. That's too long. They kept it in. Shows what we know.
0: Wow. That is a very popular song. Uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, of course. What have you been listening
1: to in the car this
0: week, sir? Well, this week <coughs> has been Ted Nugent. His debut self-titled album, released in 1975, I've, I've been listening to pretty good stuff. Now, he doesn't do a lot
1: of the singing on his own stuff. It's just his name they used, correct?
0: Yeah, that's the um, that's one of the mis- misnomers, I guess. You know, like this for instance, this album has nine songs. The, uh, the lead singer is Derek Saint Holmes, and he's sang seven of them. Ted Nugent's the lead guitarist and does some backing vocals. Uh, but only one song that he actually did actually sing. That's Motor City Madhouse. Um, side two, uh, track number six there on the CD, actually, is Motor City Madhouse. That's a little ode to his uh, upbringing there coming up through Detroit. And then the other song is actually sung by the drummer Cliff Davies. Sings Stormtrooping. But, uh, you know, the other songs, uh, Hey Hey Baby, Stranglehold, uh, Snakeskin Cowboys, and Queen of the Forest all Derek St. Holmes, and that album actually, when they released Hey Baby, only reached as high as 72 in the polls, in, in the ranks, uh, in the top top 100, so it really wasn't that big of an album, but later over the years became a featured album, and a, and a song, you know, a favorite song was that Stranglehold song, which like the Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody, also is a long one. This says, This includes an eight-minute guitar track on the song Stranglehold, which is uh, really interesting. Uh, Nugent plays that on his Gibson Birdland guitar, and that was recorded in one take. And it includes a, a, a unique phased bass guitar effect by, uh, by Mr. Grange. <coughs> Grange is, let's see if I can see it here, is Rob Grange. Uh, you know, He, he plays uh, the bass and also the eight-string bass um, on snakeskin cowboys. Uh, so a lot of a lot of good, base, You don't see that right here. No, often. no. And so Nugent was, uh, of course, with the Amboy Dukes, and uh, that, that group mm-hmm. did not have... Uh, he described it as the lack of effort and discipline, and I think they like to party and drink and have a good time. Nugent, uh, of course, was straight and didn't even smoke, much less drink mm-hmm. And as a young guy. So mm-hmm. he left the group, took a three-month vacation, and he cleared his head in the Colorado wilderness, spending his time deer hunting and enjoying the outdoors. And then came back, got some band, members of the band, started a group and released this, this uh, debut album released in September of 1975. And uh, good stuff. It's It's good stuff. There's a great... Trivia question. I'm wondering if you will know this this answer, Andy. Uh the last Fire away. Tra- the last track on this album is called Queen of the Forest. Okay. And uh, there's uh there's a great trivia question here if we ever need to ask someone uh is the first this was the first rock song played by Dr. Johnny Fever on the T V series WKRP in Cincinnati. The mighty KRP, yes so that's that's an interesting tidbit if it ever comes up as a trivia question it's a great one, but Ted Nugent have always liked him uh a great good good album there. The other ones are good as well that he's got uh, but this was the debut, and so um, he's got some good good music always liked his stuff this was nineteen seventy five and i was uh i didn't like it until of course later because when this album came out in seventy five I was a five year old inter- entering um uh, i don't even think I was entering school yet i was uh, not even kindergarten.
1: You're still mastering that coloring inside the lines thing. Yeah, you know, I was so. busy
0: doing that. So I came to appreciate the Ted Nugent stuff later on in life. But this album was was very good.
1: Yes, yeah, so and even his later stuff the last ten years ago or so with uh Dan Yankees when he worked with Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw. Still really good stuff. He's still pumping it out now. So
0: Yeah, he's still he's in fact he still tours. He'll make an appearance at the Medina uh, every other year or something to that effect. Yep.
1: He still goes out every now and then, plays some stuff. Uh, he shows up at festivals and stuff with uh, the guys from Damn Yankees, and that play a few songs. He, he's still in that <laughs> for the music. He's and he still looks pretty good too. I mean, his, his health is still with him, so he's got that going.
0: Yeah, I met him. I met him. Got his autograph back in 1989 um, at the Minneapolis Auditorium for for uh, ball, went a fall hunting and hunting and sports show, which okay. he does. He's he, and he and he said he really. Divides his his annual year, his 12 months, into two parts. The hunting, the hunting, six months of hunting and outdoorsman that he does. He's got some TV shows as well, does a lot of hunting and a big advocate for that. And then he's into his music, uh, rock music and touring and, and recording uh, the other six months out of the year. So that's really his two, uh, two, two things that he does. Uh, and he does them well. Yeah,
1: and he, he was here on different interviews on radio and stuff, and he can talk different, he can talk talking stuff, he can talk music stuff, so he's good for two
0: different topics,
1: too, he's, he's switching hats
0: all day long on that stuff. Yeah, and once in a while he'll bring in a, a political angle and make a comment or a tweet or a quote or something that makes the news, so he's not afraid to get out there. Uh, yeah, he's his, not
1: shy about that, he's no.
0: Not, <laughs> he certainly isn't shy. Uh, anything else on music, Andy?
1: Five Finger Death Punch will be playing up in Duluth, Absol Arena, December 12th, for those interested in making the trek up there. Okay. Uh, pretty good band. They're, they're hanging tight together. Um, I have not personally seen them live. I, I think their music's okay. Um, not good enough for me to go to Duluth to see them, but, you know, for those who are interested and like them, that's going to be their nearest location for a while.
0: Awesome. All right, well, I think that's all we've got. We'll look forward to the next uh Next show we do here, and uh, please feel free to leave your comments and questions below. We'll, we'll answer them, but be sure to answer them on the following podcast.
1: And we'll, we'll be taking next week off for the holidays. We'll be back that first weekend in December.
0: And that show will be a, a summary of the Prep Bowl as well. Uh, we'll go over and see how our predictions came out of the Prep Bowl and give a, give a full review of Prep Bowl 38. All right. All right, sounds good. Thanks for your time, Andy. Yep, YouTube. Thanks. Bye.